This is Hers and Hers and His, a Threes Company podcast. I'm Tucker. I'm Matteo. And I'm Jinx. made that noise like <laughs> that was just deep within my soul i yeah. think was i don't it know like what a, that was but a, a nose flute <laughs> some kind of some kind of throat whistle that was kind oh, of I some kind of yeah himalayan throat whistle i'm still working yeah. on mine <laughs> it's my favorite it's so my favorite. effortless so thank you well, well, we're, well we didn't we're back. come here just to listen to me stretch oh so. my gosh okay listen <laughs> We came back to talk to everyone again. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hi. Everyone. Hi, everyone. And we sure do want to include everybody. Everybody. In season two, episode 19, Woo. Jack in the Flower Shop. Jack in the Flower Wait. Shop. That was the name of this week's episode? Yeah. Yeah. Just oh, kidding. Yeah. I saw it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Um, that recalls an well, earlier episode that I did not correctly watch. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, this one, last week you predicted yes. that Jack in the Flower Shop would be about that Janet gets hurt doing something goofy at the apartment. Can't find <laughs> anyone to cover for her at the flower shop. So uh, Jack covers for Janet. And makes it worse with his, quote, befumbling. <laughs> Which I like. And, then the, and the Ropers, Helen wants to take a, a class about something. Uh-huh. Stanley won't pay. So Helen decides to take up flower arranging. And <laughs> she goes so to the close. shop. So then close. there's a misunderstanding. A Jack mm. on the phone with a customer. And uh, she thinks they're being sexy. Oh. So on and so forth. Okay. All right. <laughs> wow. It's very detailed. I, that was in depth. Yeah. I'm going to say I got real close on that one. <laughs> you think so? Like, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Jake just like, I mean, uh, let's go um, over those bullet points Okay, again, well, let's see. The similarities. Your list similarities. And my list. There's a flower Not. shop. There's a flower <laughs> shop. There's a, you're using the same characters. Uh-huh. There's Janet, Chrissy, and Jack. <laughs> Thank you, Tucker. I think that's about the right answer. Answer. Really? I feel like Tucker is a generous friend, and that's what I need. <laughs> well, tell us about okay. this episode. When did it air? Um, it aired January 31st, 1978. Now, here... <gasps> Oh, we're almost, I'm almost born. I'm getting close. Getting close. Here's, (laughs) here's a tidbit. I can't remember the name, the three names that are always the writers. Hmm. I know one of them is Nichols. Is it Michael Ross, a frequent writer? And Michael Ross is a frequent writer. (laughs) That's right. Michael Ross. And, but they're always the same three, usually guys, right? But this episode was written by three totally different guys. And one of them oh. is named Ziggy Steinberg. Ziggy Steinberg. So I'm going to blame slash credit him with every good thing that happens. Ah, thing Ziggy. That happens. Ziggy Steinberg. Ziggy. Come on. All right. Should we get into it and see how it goes? Yeah, let's just get All right. into it. It opens in the kitchen and Jack puts on the – uh, like bra and garter apron again that has the visible nipples. Yes, we've seen this, which in we've seen before. Episodes. Still, he gets a huge laugh out of it. Yeah, recycled laughs. Recycled the 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 apron bit, and uh, Chrissy comes in. They have a little back and forth, and he starts revealing about that he's looking for a part time job, and no one's hiring. And uh, they move into the living room where 
Janet comes home and her dogs are a barking. Oh my God. <laughs> Chrissy's dogs were already barking. Yeah. Cause she had just, she just got home and didn't office. feel good. Didn't feel yeah. good. Didn't go well. You know, she had a rough yeah. day. Secretary. But Janet, she can barely hold herself up. She oh. just collapses. Yeah. And Jack says, Oh, um, he says, Oh, the, the fingers of Dr. Tripper. Ew. He talks about the fingers of Dr. Tripper. <laughs> and then he comes over and starts massaging her and cutting the room. Poor baby. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, that whole thing was so, again, like, they're a very physical bunch for just very physicals. It is uh, a whole bit. It's a whole bit. And, and when Janet got home, Jack was like, hey, babe. Like, yeah, the, hey, yeah babe. hey babe he said and then of course this whole like oh poor baby this whole thing makes Chrissy Chrissy's. jealous and what about like, the poor baby over me? here and then there's a whole bit about her sitting on her butt and he's gonna rub her butt she's been but sitting no, all day yeah he goes for that it that got a big laugh that got a big yeah. laugh yeah. yeah audience loved that yeah. and he had his hands down there bit. and he was ready to go yeah and they loved that he did I just want a real quick fashion moment this because from the top of the episode I was surprised to see all three castmates primary castmates in in the same sort of uh, brownish beige and I get that was the thing at the time but I can barely see them against the against the the, the mustard walls or the yellow walls that cornflower yellow wall and it's so hard to kind of like make out shapes and they just yeah. look all but when you get up close janet was actually wearing this really cute sort of plaid print yeah uh, i mm-hmm. thought it was actually really nice it's just it wasn't contrasty enough to really come through the television yeah uh i thought jack you're talking about late weird. 70s camouflage that's what i'm calling yeah, it. yeah exactly <laughs> uh but i thought it was weird to put all three of them in these like in beige and uh, i thought that was like a little gross mm-hmm. and is there a time in january in la that everyone's wearing knit turtlenecks is that happening you know it it used to get much uh cooler uh, at night in the winter sun is, is not like that as much anymore we used to have a lot more rain uh back in those days so you could Maybe. you could especially okay especially if you're living by the ocean where that air is really wet and gets into your clothes mm. you might want a turtleneck to cover your decolletage mm. thank you oh, thank you thank, thank you. you and that's enough for fashion corner all right all right <laughs> So they uh, wait. I have a I have a fashion corner insert. Um, oh. I had a great time purposefully at the coast this week wearing my turtleneck. Yeah, I look oh, like a novelist. Looks great. I look like a novelist, and I just <laughs> I, it was everything was it was all it was all about it. Okay, I just had to throw yeah. in that fashion corner. Is it okay. a crime novel that you're wearing? Is it, it a writing? Is it a romance novel? Like, give me, I need, I need to Ooh, get a flavor. It's, defi- of- it's a mystery. It's a mystery for sure. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I feel I like you have like of. a detective that you write for every book. Oh, probably. Oh, sure. Serious. Yeah. Probably. It's like, it's, it's like, yeah, yeah. Like if you're, if you're, you're, I bet your detective is like, it's start, it's like B Arthur. That's, that's the woman I have in mind. <laughs> <laughs> It's Maude. It's like Maude. She just solves my yeah. crimes. I read those books. Yeah. yeah. Maude oh or she wrote. Maude or she wrote. That was really, really she good. Was more, she had more curves than the Monaco Grand Prix, and she was twice as dangerous. <laughs> Dashiel Hammett, she says. Okay. Dash- all right. <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay. So then – Jack's like massaging them both and poor baby. And he says that, you know, if he had a job too, then he could join in. And she said, but then we have to massage each other. And he said, that sounds pretty And then they like, they all make out. (laughs) And, uh, basically. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Finally. Finally. The will they or won't they is over. Um, 
And we go to the flower. Oh, and then is this where – oh, yeah, Janet's like, hey, I'm acting manager of the flower shop. Because Jack's been talking about trying to find a job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's yeah. like, why don't, why don't you come work for me at the flower shop? Yeah. Great. Problem it's not solved. exactly what she said. She did this weird little ambiguous line delivery, and I forget what it was, but that made that allowed for Chrissy to pick Chrissy. up on it. And Chrissy yeah. to not get it. Yeah. And then the and audience then just it, loved it. I was like, here we and are. And the audience loved it. And they did. Jack loved that Janet said it, and then he made out with her a little bit, and then Chrissy was like, no, it was my <laughs> idea. Yeah. And then Jack made out with <laughs> her. Out her. It's pretty good. I was like, wow, they got a real good thing going on here. Look at these guys. If They're the really living were, in the lap of luxury. They really like it. Listen, if the shoe were on the other foot and I was living with two straight boys and like they really wanted my physical attention, I don't know if I could resist. <laughs> 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 Wait, what did we give Jack's pervert character? What was his name? Oh, oh my um, God. His Hold name on. is uh, Wervert Peaselton. Wervert Peaselton. Wervert Peaselton. I really thought Warbert was going to manifest on the couch. I was like, "Oh no!" Uh, yeah, they've they've done all the moves yeah. to bring him through yeah. the mirror in the bathroom at night. You know, here comes Warbert. Uh, oh my like, god, Warbert Warbert had some, for something else up shop. his sleeves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Um, so now we're down at the flower shop, arcade okay. florist. Right, this is like the next day or something, right? Yeah, yeah time okay. in this one must just fly by. Like, yeah. Because we'll, we'll, we'll get to it, the yeah. wedding business. Janet's trying to train Jack, and he's a complete goofball. He's just jackassing <laughs> around. Yeah. I've never been more frustrated with him in my whole life. And this is <laughs> before things get bad. Like This is just, yeah. you can't. Can't seem to take anything seriously. No. She's like, here. So she sends him in the back room to strip the thorns off the roses. Strip roses. Get back there. And this one. I feel like he had like some acute attack of like attention deficit disorder. Like he was just all over the place. I was like, he needs a little medical assistance in the form of Just a little intervention. Yeah. That would am focused on the very easy job of working at a flower shop, it's basically like snip and place, snip, snip and, place. and place. That's all you have to do. Yeah. And he was just yeah. messing it up left and right. So he, a man enters. Yeah. Very demanding man enters. He wants flowers. Our first anniversary. Yeah. Right. Is he, anybody? Is he anybody? Tell us about the Paddikins. Well, this week's Paddikins uh, was our, our first our flower store gentleman, played by an actor named Mickey Deems. D-E-E-M-S. I love this name. Mickey Deems. Oh, Mickey, um, Deems. Mickey Deems got his start all the way back in 1959. He was on a TV series, uh, Phil Silver Show. But then he gets a recurring role as Officer Charlie Fleischer on Car 54, where are you? Uh, Does the Patty Duke show. Does uh, Get Smart, Bewitched. And then uh, finally lands this little part on Three's Company. He's also on The Jeffersons, Laverne and Shirley. Has a more recurring role on uh, this weird show called his owner um but then uh after 1982 his last show is trapper john md and he never works again as an actor huh so he's just one of those tv guys all right uh he's followed like hot on his heels yeah mickey deems here and then here she the legendary Natalie Schaefer, everyone, from Gilligan's Island. Mrs. Howell. Honestly, I don't know how Mrs. Howell walks into the Three's Company set and that whole studio audience doesn't just die gagging. Like, this woman, I just love Natalie Schaefer. Uh, She got her start doing Broadway, of all things, uh, before she moves to the big screen, even before Gilligan's Island. She gets that in 1964. But she was always really typecast as like society women. She's very elegant, very fashionable. Um, I loved watching her walk in, and 
She has never played a part in her life. This woman does not know how to act. Let's just be honest. She plays her in everything she's in. Yes. And that's why we love Natalie Schaefer. Just true. slay it on that's personality. Yeah. Very, very exciting. Of course, she's known... Uh, the, the last uh, television credit she actually has is in 1990. Uh, she, oh. she passed away in 91. But oh. she worked... She was born in 1900 and worked all the way up to the age of 90. Wow. This girl, I mean, she did it. Her very first uh, part was in a short film in 1930. Legendary. Wow. Legendary. Yes. Um, Of course, we all know her from um, uh, Gilligan's Island. But, uh, yeah, she was also in Love American Style. She was on an episode of The Brady Bunch. Uh, Three's Company, yeah, that we, we just saw. Yeah, yeah so right, a lot right. of good, a lot of really great parts. Love her. Awesome. Yeah, she was, it was good to see her. She, she comes in just bossing around. Oh, she is not waiting for anything. And I love it because her, she has the best line. When she's just so, she's got to get someone's attention. She's got to uh, get her order taken. And Jack finally, when Jack finally comes out yeah, of the back Janet's room, yelling for him because she's got two customers at once. Right. He <laughs> right. finally comes out and he's going <laughs> to wait on her. And he says, oh, is it an emergency? And she says, no, I just hate waiting. Yeah. And that was perfect for her. <laughs> I was like, yes, yes. Read him to the floor. Of course. <laughs> And then women like Natalie Schaefer who just teach young queens such as myself how to be sure love this woman. (laughs) The guy who's come in to buy flowers, Deems, what's his name? Mickey Deems. Mickey Deems. Um, Mm. He has made an entire like, like receipt transaction and like an order pad has been involved and everything for $15. $15, big money. I mean, it's yeah, it was a 1970. That was a wholesale. Yeah, well, that she was all like trying to get for $15. Yeah. He probably wants to write it off. He needs a receipt. Yeah. But still. Right. Anyway, Jack, how much is, how much, sorry, how much was $15 worth? In 1977. Well, I don't, I don't know. It has the buying power of $40,000. What? Because okay, oddly, I much. can still find like, gonna, a... Let's guess. I can find out. I'm going to guess. I, I feel like I can find like a decent... I can find a decent bouquet of flowers today for $15 at Trader Joe's. That's exactly right. Really? In 1978, $15 was equivalent in purchasing power to about $65. Wow, I got close. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. It's so wild. So, but in our so minds, flower so arrangements or flower bouquets cost like $15. So like you can still find them for $15. I, I, it's so weird. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I feel like a pair of shoes has always cost $100 no matter what. Oh, my God. Not my shoes. Not my shoes. Uh Well. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, like like leather banker shoes. Yeah, like shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Actual shoes. Uh Um, Okay, then what happens? Oh, I lost my So here's – so we find out – we see that Janet wears readers when she's – Yeah, Janet wears reader glasses. And – in her late teens, early twenties, I find that troublesome. Yes, I feel like that's a little bit of a of a world contour problem. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and Jack is terrible at his job. He's just terrible at it. Yeah. Well, then, and then mm-hmm. Mrs. Mrs. Roper. Roper enters. Yeah, Mrs. Roper comes in on right. the heels of the other customers, and Mrs. Roper wants to send herself flowers to McStanley Jones. Right. She wants him to think they're from another man. Right. Where's she getting all this cash, mm-hmm. I wonder? Mm-hmm. He gave her that extra allowance, remember? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's that extra $92 now, this is, this in is, today money. Yeah. <laughs> now, this is very persnickety of me, but I really felt like I didn't understand what Mickey Deems was doing there. Because yeah. you could have had Helen come in and have a sort of like – Battle of the Middle-Aged Ladies or Battle of the yeah. Caftown Ladies between, you know, uh, Natalie Schaefer's character and, and Audrey Lindley. And that would have been hilarious. And it would have – because 
the situation with Mickey Dean's character never really comes to factor into anything. It's not even like no. his is the order that sends Jack up the river with right. Janet's boss. So right. I was just like, what, what are we doing? What are we doing? Why do we I need didn't Mickey Dean? Other is... than the fact that she was who she is, I don't think we needed either of them. No. And there is other... Just How dare customers. You? How dare you? I. <laughs> I mean, we need her wherever she wants to pop up. But sure, sure. There are more like to come. <laughs> there you. are more customers pop up whenever needed for a moment. Yeah. Uh, to not. propel something, also and then it's because, like. Mm-hmm. Well, what if? What if we would have taken Natalie Schaefer's character, and she's the one who went over the top about how perfect the wedding had to be that does end up sending Jack. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Why are we messing with all this other stuff? Let's just combine all eight of these ridiculous minor subplots yeah. into one coherent. Yeah. Ziggy Stardust well, or whatever is not Ziggy Stardust, it. he didn't write a good script. You know? All um, right. Okay. Now. Cocaine. Cocaine. So then, so, so this is the thing: Jack. is while Mrs. Roper oh. is there, Jack really kicks it into gear and mm-hmm. is really acting jackassery. Mm-hmm. And the other girl comes in. Yes, the and, cute girl comes in, and he sexually harasses her for a minute. Yes, yeah, totally sexually harasses her, makes a fool out of himself, and then Vander Snorch Witzersnap comes back. Werver Peaselton. <laughs> Peaselton comes <Werver> back. Peaselton. <laughs> rears his ugly face. Out of nowhere. Ugh. And he adds a walk to it this time. Ugh, he adds that Wervert walk. Yeah, he gets all Werverty about it. <laughs> so gross. It's pretty now, gross. What's really sad about the IMDb listing is that our last Pattykins is not actually even credited. Oh. <gasps> Wow. In this episode. Wow. Well, she did only yeah. have like two yeah. lines. Still. Yeah. You would think. It's messed up. Um, it's messed up. Crazy. Okay. So we don't know about this, Pat. Uh-uh. Um, and so Janet anyway, is Jack over Lee. Jack's shenanigans yeah. for the time being. She, and and Janet has a right to be. Yeah. Jack is being a total dick. Yeah. He is not being helpful. I've had it with him. So annoying. I did not really care for Jack in this episode. And what's interesting is that, like, he's not like any Jack we've seen before. No, he's Ziggy Stardust. It's crazy. (laughs) Ziggy Steinberg. Whatever. Ziggy played guitar. That's all I know. (laughs) Um, Wow. Now, if you go on our uh, The Three's Company Wikipedia, also does not have an entry for the name of this actress. Do the kids? Let me see if the in, kids do. What is it? 201? Kids in 201. Let's see here. I always want to say 208. No, they season don't. Two. They don't got her? They don't have her. Man. What a mystery. Nope. It's a mystery. This poor woman did not get her due. This is a, this is a no. case. Case for you to get on. I'll figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) To be continued. To be continued. Yeah. So my next novel. So Janet's like Jack, go do something, and then suddenly it's later at the apartment. Chrissy's on the couch. Jack enters, all pissy, comes and sits down and pouts, and he's just being a dick about, like as if Janet was being unfair to him somehow. Which is nonsense. This was one of those scenes that is so torturous because the conflict is lame. We don't care about, like, if Jack would just be semi-adult and reasonable for a good two minutes, that's all it would take to work out this entire issue. Totally. But we got to go through this whole rigmarole. You know, and again, like, I would have liked it if Jack's shenanigans at the flower shop somehow created a situation where the wrong flowers are going to the wedding and the wedding flowers are going to a funeral. And, like, one's going to be, like, super cheery and out, like, 
totally inappropriate and the other is going to be like ridiculous but in the end they love it because like you know the death ended up being not so bad because yeah. there was all these cherry flowers and the ele- and the and the wedding ended up being so elevated because of the formal flowers and this was a brilliant stroke of genius you know they could have done so much for uh-huh. me and the stress of that situation could have really played out here in the apartment in this situation but it's just so yeah, I don't know. That makes too much sense. There's nothing makes sense in this <laughs> about his behavior. His like his whole thing is he's outraged because she's asking him to do work and to yeah. not be not be a child. <laughs> Just like calm down. We're not. We don't. It's not playtime. That's yeah, it. Grow the fuck That's up. All. And, and he he's, he's pissed yeah. about it. Like that, she's not his friend. She's not being his friend. Yeah, and it right. is so, so it childish. Is bizarre. It's bizarre behavior. You mean I can't just do anything I want at this job yeah. that you totally scored for me because it's because it's with like, you for some reason? It, yeah, it just doesn't feel like Jack. Honestly, no, I agree. It was very yeah. It didn't feel like Jack. That's the whole thing. Yeah. This guy was like a villain for no reason, and I hated him. I yeah. just hated this Jack. He was awful. I, you know who I like better than Jack this episode is uh, Pervert Weaselton. Uh, <laughs> so much better. Oh, Wait, what was his name? Wervert Weaselton. Wervert. Wervert. Professor Wervert Weaselton. Wervert Weaselton. My cup of tea this episode. Yeah, I like him better than Jack. Yeah, at least he's got that cool walk. Yeah. Exactly. So, Jack pouts and he's being a dick and then uh, there's, she's like, where's Janet? And she is, she stopped at the store. So Janet comes in with groceries. Oh my God. Which, is, like, which basically and, looks like a grocery bag with potato chips in it. And Janet's completely like, Hey, what's, what's going on? You know, like she's totally yeah, she's fine. So, it's, everything's cool. Completely fine. She's not upset with his jackassery. No. She's all for nope. given and forgotten. Yeah. And he's. He just keeps it up. So they have a big fight. Right. Maybe the right biggest fight they everything. had. Yeah. It's just so stupid. And then... Uh, He's being completely unreasonable. It's mm-hmm. so irritating. It wasn't fun to watch. I was getting tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, if I wanted to see this kind of conflict in a drama, in a house, like, I'd go visit my sister. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> she doesn't listen to this show. No. Nobody tell her, guys. No, Nobody tell her. tell her. Um, so Roper comes up with yeah. these roses and he's like, does anybody oh, know about like where these came from? You see anybody? They came from your shop. They he knows they came shop. from Janet's right. shop. Janet, yeah. do, do you remember who bought these? She's playing dumb. And let me say as another aside that I noticed that 70s flower arrangements are similar in a way to 70s pubic hair in that people really let it just kind of go. Like <laughs> like those flower arrangements very were natural. pretty leafy and natural. You know, right, they were yeah. really they were- just... <laughs> Maybe that was really good attention um, to g- detail. That's just Jack's work that's just, it's just real sloppy he's not very we're we are <laughs> we are not seeing the effects of minimalism work their way into no. these aspects of the american aesthetic i will agree with no. jinx on that uh but i will say i just that, didn't think i would uh, see it in flower yeah. arrangements too it's interesting well the the big bushiness of it all is uh, it, it reminds me of an abundance of a cornucopia of, huh. of an overflowing of riches. <laughs> <laughs> and good to know right, why we're at right it. Right out the sides of your speedo. Just a little bit of just a hands up, guys, to the flower wranglers on this episode. There lots were a of lot flowers, of flowers lots of going flowers. on. Bravo. Bravo. Okay. Okay. So, um, Eventually, uh, Roper leaves after Jack. Oh, Jack yeah. had a couple well, good lines like, there about uh, 
Oh, someone at the Regal Beagle that maybe was he's trying to figure out who the secret admirer is. Oh yeah, because he he pretends that he thinks this that it's Stanley that got the flowers, and Stanley's like, no, they're Helen's. Right? Like, yeah. No. Oh yeah, because he says maybe it was that sailor, right, down at the Regal Beagle, and he's like, he's been looking at you. By the way, and yet another opportunity for even more conflict. What if Helen meant to send herself those flowers, but then Jack screws up the order at work and she gets someone else's flowers and the note is scandalous and it makes it yes. makes Stanley go insane. This could have been another – it's a missed opportunity. That's what I thought was going to happen yeah. when they were so specific with the, the Paddington's, yeah. when they were so specific about making sure their card was put into their order. Yeah. I thought for Thank sure you. that was going to happen. They were so specific. Yeah. yeah. I thought too. I thought – I mean it was yeah, like such sure. a setup for no payoff. No. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Nothing. guys, it's right there. And then – Yeah. And, and then, then – so, Okay. Okay. So she – so Janet doesn't doesn't give it away. He, she's able to say that there was not. She did not see a man order right. flowers. So she didn't lie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Roper leaves. Yeah. And then Chrissy's like, "What's what's going on with Mrs. Roper?" And Janet starts to talk, yeah. and Jack cuts her off to mansplain. Right. And she's like, she's "So can, polite." She's so polite. She's like, "I can tell the story." And he's like, "Oh, I bet you can! I he's bet you can do whatever so you want." Stupid. <sighs> and he throws a tantrum. So stupid. so stupid. And then he slams the door, leaves the apartment. She goes to her bedroom, leaving Chrissy holding the bag of groceries. Which then the bottom falls out. Turns out they were just shopping for apples, oranges, and potato <laughs> chips. Mostly for and potato chips. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah, it was insane what was in that grocery bag. Yeah. I was like, where's all of the crazy French ingredients yeah, where's that your, Jack usually, you're, you're a, when he makes pour poisson de la belle Exactly. That is a good dish. It's, uh, <laughs> we'll be back after these messages. It's a commercial break. Oh, it is? Yeah. It's a commercial it's break. It's commercial break. Yeah. Oh, do you have any commercials from those days? Well, we just gone by. We were just watching some '80s candy commercials, and I noticed. Candy. Yeah, I noticed they were all like fruit tang. Mm, you know, a lot of tang. There was a lot of tang going on in these yeah. '80s, and a lot of 1986. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the candies of came candies out came in out. 1986. Like uh, oh, nerds, such push pops, nerds. Push pops, those, yeah. Big those chew. were those end up becoming. Chew. I don't know, but there were several of them. Big no, Big League Chew is out before '86. You guys, I don't uh, think so. It might not have been one of the '86s, but it was I right in there. He's gonna I check mean, it out. Look he's up. gonna look he's it up. Look it up. Yeah, it could have been earlier, but I feel like it was in that group of '86s. Yes, yes, Big League Chew, a bubblegum brand. Preferred by people of all ages since 1980. More than 800 million of its iconic pouches have been sold worldwide. I don't remember them saying 80 at all. This, we, this is a very unreliable YouTube video we found. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But Push Pops were a big one. They really came out. I was in sixth grade. Yeah, uh, yeah they were sensational. Runts. Runts. That um, was one. Which is like... Sixth grade for candy is like – because it's like you're old enough to now really fully have your candy palette developed. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like second graders, third graders, you're an idiot. But by the time you get to sixth grade – You've really toned it. You know, yeah. your, you know your Snickers from yeah. a Abba Zaba. You know, like you really – You know the so values. Old. You're not just when shoveling them out. Well, yeah. No. I used to really take my time with nerds because I would have one side and then the other – very rarely would I mix. No, no, I didn't like to mix. I told Tucker that I remember I like the summer, the summer that I discovered now and later's candy, the like taffy, the mm. hard taffies. That was the same summer that I was yeah. visiting my aunt and I went to the candy shop, got now and later's, but also got in trouble by my aunt for calling the radio station to request Material Girl be played over and over. 
Mm-hmm. And I remember <laughs> specifically staying with, with my aunt and uncle for that trip because of Now and Laters and Material Girl. Yeah. yeah. Listen to me. Yes. Material Girl was a scandal of a song. When that came out, I just remember just parents losing their minds. Like, is this what we're teaching children now? <laughs> yes, that's what we're teaching them. Yes. Of course, yes. Um, mm. Yeah, that's... That's hilarious. I love it. But yeah, all those eighties candies we were we were they were all fruit flavored. I just now realized it. That's weird. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, so we've got we've got Big League Chew, we've got Nerds, Nerds. we've got Push Pops. What other Runs, Razzles, Airheads. Airheads. Oh Razzles, Airheads. Yeah. Airheads is yeah, that oh that that was that ended up being an iconic. Yeah. yeah. I didn't love Airheads. They just airheads. tasted like wax, but I get it. I had across the street from my elementary school was a little market called Kennedy's Market. And he had just mm. by the register it was just a wall of candies and like you'd have like the big candy bars up top and then you'd go down and you get down to that bottom row and it was 10 cent and five cent candies. Mm-hmm. I remember there being, yeah, their heads were in there somewhere. I think, it, I think they were either 10 cents or I think they, they were like, might cents. have been a quarter. I don't know. No, I think they were 10, like 10 cents. cents. Yeah. Yeah. To get Checo sticks yeah. or those, uh, remember those little, like the little circles like a maid that were like, uh, Chocolate M and M's, but they were tiny. You remember sixlets. those? Sixlets, yeah, sixlets. Those yeah. were great. I love those. Oh my god, yeah. sixlets! They were good. I like sixlets. That's even old. That's that's from the seventies. Yeah. I bet. Did you just say lickamade? Yeah, Is that what you just said? Yeah. The dipsticks. Uh, yeah. That was my yeah. jam. Fun dip. Dipstick. Fun, yeah. dip. Fun dip. Fun dip. Yeah. Fun dip. <laughs> lickamade was the generic. Literally. Uh, yeah. You would take hard hard sugar and dip it into powdered sugar, yeah. and yeah. Use your, uh-huh. and then use your own saliva as an adhesive yeah. and flavor additive uh-huh. to like release the tang of the powdered sugar, That's and then brilliant. just lick that off. Any of us not have diabetes? Pixie sticks. Come on, my favorite now and later flavor, definitely cherry cola. Oh, oh my gosh, I I must have had. Um, 300 packs of <laughs> cherry cola <laughs> later. Oh, at God, least. I love now and later yeah. still. Mm. That so was like good. a weekly purchase for me for years. I am embarrassed. Mm. Just buying candy. It's going to be great. That's why I just asked Tucker tonight. I was like, did we miss Easter? Is Easter happening? What's going on? Because I want to buy all that candy. So we got to. Yeah. It's coming up. It's coming up. It's so I mean, it may have happened it's by so the time funny. this is out there. Though. That's true. It's Happy Easter, everybody. Happy Easter, yeah. Okay. All right. Back from commercial. <laughs> okay. It's a flower shop. Again. And so we're like, what, oh, day right. four or something? I yeah. Don't it's, even, it's hard to it's tell hard how to long track. it's gone on, but it has, it has been a while. Oh, good question. It yeah. definitely has no been idea. some time. It's been a few days. And Jack is still being a dick, and he's being all like, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> you know, stupid about it uh and janet gets a call from mr compton mr compton yeah who is telling her do not forget about the benson wedding don't forget janet don't forget what the benson Benson wedding. wedding don't fuck this up janet jesus janet this is huge for arcade florist (laughs) <laughs> the biggest account Arcade Forest has had all year at the Benson wedding. Janet, don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up, Janet. I, I love Arcade Florist. That's such a great name. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> I would do my business there. I would have an account just like Mrs. Howell. Right. <laughs> I love that Mrs. Thurston Howell, Lovey Howell, has an account at, at Arcade, Arcade Forest. Forest. <laughs> Yeah, when she's That's not out great. on her cruises, cruises yeah. or whatnot, she's stopping in. <laughs> her three-hour tours. She's her three-hour tours. She's buying uh, flowers for old men. Um, so, so, so Jack's being a, an asshole, and she's like, okay, yeah. uh, she's like, Jack, this, this is getting getting to be a drag yeah I think is what she says and like you know stuff does and she starts to lose her temper a little bit raises her voice and then suddenly we're made aware like in a two like not even a two like a split second 
cutaway that there are two customers in the in the flower shop. Yeah, they have we had no, no idea. We didn't know they were there. They have no purpose for being there. I They're don't just remember two that seconds. Entering. Bam, customers. Just so away. that she can be like, oh, and and excuse me, and lower her voice again. Um. Yeah, really dumb. Yeah, and then it's all dumb. It's all goddamn Ziggy. And she says, uh, <laughs> she says, you look at me like you want to strangle me. Yeah. And he says, I don't mix business with pleasure, implying that he likes strangling her. Listen, that old old gag, you know, beating women. Uh, Who doesn't? Yeah. Every man has to restrain themselves (laughs) from beating women. women. They're just... So crazy. Yeah. But weird. don't they kind of? It seems like they do. Huh. It seems like they have to restrain themselves from beating on something. Something. And usually yeah, it's women because they know they're not going to get right before it smashes into yeah, Chrissy's yeah. face. Like he's, so, like he's always catching himself. Oh, so I was okay. like, oh, Jack's, so gross. Jack's into strangling. Okay. So then – Roper is sitting on his chair having a beer and reading his paper in his apartment. And wait, he's having a beer? I thought he just had a glass of water. A glass of beer. Oh, interesting. Okay. I didn't notice that. And I think some of this is missing from Pluto TV. I think the beginning of this scene is missing. Yeah, this doesn't sound. Um, uh, I'm not. It's not getting any. Yeah. I'm not. Recalling any of this, yeah. There's a sorry. few <laughs> flower arrangements <laughs> sitting kind in of front of him on the table where his beer is. Yeah, his beer is sitting, and he gets a look at them, and he's kind of gets irritated, and he strangles the roses. Yeah, and I was like, oh, is this like a transition? Is a mirroring transition thing with the strangling at the end of this scene, and the strangling at the beginning of this. Maybe. But even that's horrible, oh, you know. Man. Like even that's yeah. done sloppily and weird. Um, and Helen comes in and says, "Her horoscope says it's her lucky day. That's why all this is happening." She has this. And Stanley, that admirer. means don't walk out in front of a bus, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then she goes into the right. other room and this is I think where I think this is where Pluto picks it up but uh, he tries to he because she like moves the stuff around on the table and so now when he reaches down to get his drink he tries to drink the flowers instead of his beer mm-hmm. that'll bit yeah and Jinx says it's like that one time <laughs> that I had a, a jar of of weed Oh my god! Grass. I had a jar, a jar of grass. grass. Um, and like just loose flowers. Yeah, because yeah. it was a yeah. gift. And okay. like, it was a gift. It was in a mason jar, so yeah. we just kept it in the mason jar. Now we also use. How a, long does that keep in a mason jar? Well, you put a little orange peel or apple peel in there, yeah. and it keeps it pretty, pretty nice. Yeah, for a long time. Yeah, yeah, frontier yeah. preserving. Anyway, so anyway, anyway, there's like maybe <laughs> you know a little less than a third of this jar remaining. Yeah, of grass, it's of grass. But uh, we also tend to use old mason jars as uh, as glasses. Yeah, we drink. we drink out of those a lot. And so one day, I just reached for that jar, and. I believe I unscrewed the cap. Yeah, I think so. I think we has had a cap on it. I he unscrew the, the cap, cap and I I go to throw back a nice drink of this of this weed because I think I, I'm just, just absentmindedly drink. picking up a drink that had to be unscrewed apparently, and I go like that and it doesn't fall because it's all down at the bottom. Because it it's tum- weed oh, and it's not weed. a it's drink, kinda, you know, it's down there, and so oh. I, I, instead of realizing what's going on, I like shake it like the ice is caught, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it all pours, pours into my face, and it all pours into his beard. 
<laughs> and just just loose. At this point, I'm like, hey, what, this isn't my drink. Just loose marijuana oh. all in his beard. Anyway, so that's what that reminded us of. What a good time. Oh, God. What was <laughs> I, I laughed about? and okay. I laughed. Stanley, he, okay, drinks, so he tries to Stanley, drink the flowers. Oh, right. Okay, then she's in the other room and the doorbell rings. Mm-hmm. And he says, she says, Stanley, get the door. And he says, I'm reading. And she's like, well, I'm half naked. Do you want me coming out there? And he says, no, I don't want you to scare anyone. And he does one of those <sighs> mugging turns to the camera. But then he's so proud of himself okay. that he hops up. And he slams his paper down on the couch. Oh, slams it. Girl, girl, when he looks at the camera and makes that face, I'm like, just hold up a sign that says applause. Uh Just, Mm -hmm. it's almost like he's like at the audience, like, you know, like getting them to to give him a little more. Yeah. Yes. I was like, what are we it's doing? Like, it's, it's like, like, it's like that last moment of Smokey and the Bandit where like Burt Reynolds looks at the camera and uh-huh. just like, uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. I just couldn't deal. Oh, I man. was so mad. I was like, I we've used this device before for another cheap joke. And this is how we're selling jokes now. Oh, okay. Oh, he's going to do this all the oh, time. Oh, he does it forever. I sick. love it. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. So um, gross. Such, so, he's a pander bear. Let's just call uh, it. Yes. <laughs> like, get his close up ready. Get him ready. Okay. Okay. It's a, it's a bit of a soft left, but I got two. something that's really going to kick this one over the top. Okay. Everyone, you come in here. But Bill Hogan's special. Okay. Here's what we're going to do Stanley's going to look right at the camera, and you're going to give him that look. You know the one. And. They ate it up. Yeah. This is the problem they with this jank ass Three's Company studio audience Listen. is that they will break off these people and reward them for I'm, bad writing and bad acting. It makes me I, crazy. I ate it up. Oh, I I also I love. I ate it up. I love to throw the paper throw. I love it cracked me up. Like that was the best part of the whole episode for me. Tucker, I had a mouthful of LaCroix. Just, uh, you can't do that to me. Okay, moving on. <laughs> I loved it. Okay. Um, uh, I almost drowned. So, All right. Anyway, the, the, the guy was at the, at the door delivering chocolates to Helen and further yes. making Stanley crazy. And then we go back to the flower shop. And again, how long has it been? Because now Jack's being a dick. Yeah. And Mr. Compton shows up and is like, yes. you missed the Benson wedding. The fucking Benson wedding. Janet. That yeah. was me slapping Janet. <laughs> I just. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. It's going around. Oh. A slap. Oh, slap. Uh, oh, how man. could she okay. miss the Benson wedding? Of all things. It's the only thing she really um, had to remember. It's because Jack was being so distracted and being a child that she had to deal with. It was like she was running a daycare instead of a florist. Am I right? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about this, Paddykins, can you? Well, this Paddykins was played by actor J.J. Barry, who was born in New York in 1932. Um, he's an actor and a writer. And uh, he's actually known as a writer. Uh, well, he acted in History of the World Part One and This is Spinal Tap, oh. uh, which I think is pretty, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, he was also in an episode of Knott's Landing, <gasps> Night Court, Webster. Up. Webster, hello. (laughs) Yeah, he was multiple characters on Barney Miller. I love that he played one, two... Okay, he played seven different characters on Barney Miller and nobody caught it. Um, What? Love that. Hill Street Blues, Bosom Buddies, The Love Boat. Jeez. All these people had to be on the love boat. Harper Valley PTA. Wow. Oh my god. Do you know yeah. Okay, do you know anything about Webster as, as like as an adult? Daniel Lewis. 
Yeah, Emmanuel Lewis. Emmanuel Lewis. I just call him like Manny what he looks Mo. like and whatnot. Because he's the coolest motherfucker ever. And this is like twenty years ago. How, why? Why? Yes, that was <laughs> really? like twenty years ago. You're right. But I mean, like that was him as an adult. So it was like you know that was the first. Wait, time. What was he on? We watched him on a on the Surreal Life. Do you remember the Surreal Life? It was a reality that show was twenty years ago, it was like mm-hmm. early two thousands. Yeah, wow. I would say. Probably in the nineties. I don't know. Close. But I did not realize it was that long ago. Yeah, yeah. he was on the um he was on there with uh well, I remember him being on there with Hammer. Yeah. Because Hammer was the one that called him Manny Mo all the time. Yeah. I can't remember who else was on. Was that, that the season. Vince Neal one? Yeah, it was Vince Neal. Okay. Yeah. And Jinx, do you want to know a fun Matteo fact? Yes. Oh my god, <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. Here's a here's a fun Mr. Matteo fact. The reason I like to say ma'am is because Webster called his mom and dad, his adopted parents, George and ma'am. Yes. <laughs> oh. oh my god, that's yeah. true. Wow. That's where I got ma'am. <laughs> oh ma'am. I love ma'am. I say it all the time ma'am. too. <laughs> yeah. I do say it all the time. Well, he came off very, very good on the show. He's very yeah, likeable, he was great on the show nice and like and just all around and yeah. not like For whatever the kind of celebrity. Was that, that also the Corey Feldman one? Maybe. Like that was probably the first one or something. But he just Maybe was I'm like, I was just very proud of him. I thought he was an awesome and awesome like for a child actor i i will say yes for everything that he's been through and every time i see him it seems like he has a very good sense of humor about all of that Mm -hmm. and seems like a very warm person good for webster good for i love him i love him i say as if i know him he's the best okay anyway An American trend. Anyway, anyway. Okay, she missed the fucking Benson wedding. She missed the goddamn Benson wedding. <laughs> and Jack, Jack comes out now, and instead of being a, a dick like he's been being for the last month, I don't know how long he's been doing this, but suddenly he comes out, he's like, well, I'm obviously not cut out for this job. I'm going to take a fall. That's all I can conclude. So he goes and like takes the blame for missing the, not delivering the Benson wedding flowers. He gets fired. Right. Kind of. Right. (laughs) It's the least he can do is leave. Well, that whole thing goes down so quickly and it's not exactly clear what's happening. And it, it just feels like there's a lot of confusion in this part of the scene. Like I'm like, who's doing what? Why is it clear that Jack's like taking the fall for Janet? Not really, but close enough. Yeah. I don't know. This show a lot of times just suffers from like, I feel like nobody does their homework. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel yeah. like it's just way too much screwing around until the day before. And then that's when everyone's like, we didn't finish writing the episode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wing it. Yeah, yeah. There's okay. enough talent in this cast that anybody can say anything they want at any time. And it'll, it'll be <laughs> Let me ask you this: Have we, <laughs> to this point yet, have we seen the delivery boy? Do we see him? No, when, I've never seen him before. Do we? Do we see him when when Stanley gets the chocolates? Oh. I don't remember. I don't remember. We do see him there. We, we see, see him, him there. Okay. And in fact, that delivery boy also not credited yeah. on this episode. Wow. Okay. I know. I know. It's crazy. That would never happen these no. days. That would oh. never ha- That is a huge thing for a person to get. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. What's happening? So now – Roper's Rebecca the Roper. She's eating the chocolates. Right, they're great. He's pacing around trying to figure out who this could be that's sending her all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, her chocolates, you know, it's a mixed. It's a chocolate. It's a chocolate box. It's yeah, got at least it looks pretty good. It's, it's got, got something hazelnut called a crunch. hazelnut crunch. Yeah, it's got uh, chocolate fingers, right, right. which chocolate I wanted. Fingers. I wanted Sounded the chocolate good. fingers and uh, English toffee. Yeah, that's three that we know are in there, and. uh yeah, and so Stanley's trying to figure out who the secret admirer is, and he's going through 
Some yeah, people. it's her plan. Did, did, did they, they did say chocolate fingers, correct? Yeah, yeah. What is that? Oh man, I don't know, but it sounds delicious. I feel like they're kind of uh, like chocolate, like a cookie, like a Twix without the caramel, is what I'm thinking. It's almost like that. Mm. Oh, I was thinking it had more you of know, like a chocolate, um, like a chocolate. Uh, What's that called? Shit. I don't know, but I think chocolate fingers are more like that. I, I don't know. Not what nougat. Well, well, oh, well, well Cab- Cadbury actually does make chocolate fingers. What are they? they? They call them the original. It's cookies covered with Cadbury milk chocolate. Wow. It is a Twix without the yeah, caramel. Wow. Okay. But let me tell you something. I feel like the Twix that they added to this, the, the I'm sorry, the caramel they added to a chocolate finger that makes a Twix. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that's what makes a Twix a Twix is that caramel. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think it's delicious. It is. I don't think, it I is. don't know that after having the Twix, you could ever go back to a chocolate finger. So it makes yeah. it not a chocolate finger, but I would go back to the chocolate finger. Mm-hmm. You would? I do. I like it. Oh, I like if I it. had a choice and I, like I could it. eat either, I would go for a Twix every time. I love Twix. I feel like I need to make up a dance move called the chocolate. I, I sometimes when I eat the Twix, <laughs> I deconstruct it a bit and I'll eat the caramel That's layer off the top first. Yeah. And then I'll just eat the That's rest it. it's like just a me. chocolate finger. Chocolate finger. Just a point. Yeah. point. It's me just like pointing my finger into things like mining like that. I'm putting it into something that when I pull it out, it's got chocolate on it. I don't think that's a oh. great idea. Yeah, it's not. I think it's going to be a big hit at the clubs. But (laughs) 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 people see me doing that, they're going to want to come up. And I think, okay, what's what's fine? Moving on. Chrissy, Chrissy's now vacuuming. Okay, so now, yeah, we're now up in the apartment. Chrissy's vacuuming. Janet enters. Um, We can't hear her. Nobody can hear her, obviously, because the vacuum cleaner's on. She's like, yeah. And then she tells her, but they make us go through the whole business of turning it off before they can communicate. Yes. I was like, did we need this speed bump? No, we did no. not. And, and then, then the she, last thing she hears is that Jack has been fired. Jack has been fired. She says, I didn't do it. Mr. Compton didn't. She's like, Oh, making him do your dirty work. And then the ropers ring the doorbell. She answers that before Janet can correct her. And the ropers come in and Stanley's all happy now. And everything happens, uh, like, it feels like everything happens off screen. Yeah, everything has happened off screen in this whole episode. <laughs> yeah. And then they talk about it. Yeah, it's and so then weird. they're like, Stanley yes. has now come to realize how much he loves Helen, uh-huh. and he's calling her sweetie and darling and all this stuff. And they've come to invite them to the Regal Beagle for a celebration to celebrate the opening of Stanley's eyes. <laughs> Right. Huzzah. Oh, so Helen's going to go get ready. Aye, aye, aye. And he, Stanley says he's going to mm-hmm. stay and check the leaky faucet. Yeah. She leaves. There is no leaky faucet. faucet. He just wanted to tell him that he found out what was going on because yeah. he bribed the delivery kid with a quarter. A quarter. And uh, found out what was going on. Oh, and it, the delivery guy's name is Bernie. The yeah. delivery kid's name is Bernie. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't yeah. get that part, but okay. Yeah, Janet's oh, like, yeah, Bernie? Janet's like, Bernie, the delivery boy? Yeah. Yeah. So, Gosh, then... Ro- this is... I don't even know what to do. We have never had an uncredited Paddykins before, let alone two of them. Yeah. Episode. Yeah. This episode is just... This is a lot. Yeah. This is it's a lot. crazy. Um, so he leaves and Jack, then Jack enters while Janet and Chrissy are arguing uh-huh. about Jack's termination. And then Jack says, it's okay. Everything's and okay. Everything's okay. And then they three-way kiss. Three-way kiss. They all right. make out. And mm-hmm. that's the end of the right. oh, main part of the episode. Yeah. And there's just a tag scene. Yes. Um, Everything again was resolved in a sentence and mostly off screen. Yeah. It's one of those. Now this, this tag scene 
is oh. just you know what's so crazy about the subplot with the ropers this week nothing in that subplot happened that i didn't know was gonna happen no. it was so basic and i was like ahead of every joke uh yeah, I have to say this was a real disappointment. Yeah, did you see him? Did you <laughs> did you foresee him throwing that paper down like that? Uh, come on! I mean, come uh, on! <laughs> credit where credit's due. Okay, uh, so the Ropers tag scene. Stanley comes into the apartment and he's brought Helen some flowers. Bushy. Yes. Bushy flowers. Bushy flowers. Yeah. As they called it. Also, zero sort of greens, no like cellophane wrap, like yeah. just as though he yanked them out of. Yeah, a, just cut them right off. And a vase, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Which she did, I suppose. Uh, uh, yeah. Because she finds that there's a note in it, which his face tells us he didn't, he didn't put a note in it. I did, he says. And uh, and we find out it's to uh, it's from a cemetery. Yeah, he and yanked him from the cemetery. From cemetery. And brought him, and then she like, beats him with him. A lot of flower work in this episode. Mm-hmm. A lot of good flower work. Yeah, good, good flower work. And that's the end of it. It's, uh, it's that's it. It's directed by Bill Hoban. Written by Z- Ziggy Stardust. <laughs> Written by Ziggy Stardust. <laughs> I have to say, I really, I mean, when you see Natalie Schaefer come on screen, you're just like, oh, here yeah. we go. Yeah. A waste. But that just wasn't no, the case. It was such a waste. I would have loved to have seen her come back again in the episode. Yeah. I'd love to see her do something to get Jack fired. I mean, so many different things. Um... It just didn't happen. I'm only going to give this a 2.1 Dominomini booze out of five. Yeah, I'm going to give it for that for that insulting subplot with the with the Ropers yeah, as well. Yeah, I'm just going to give it two Dominomini booze. Mm. Two and no quarter stars. Shoot. Wow. Two and no quarter stars. No wow. Quarters. Nope. No quarters at all. Uh, nearly two. I love how you announce it. Two and no quarter stars. It's star search style. <laughs> Zero quarter stars. That's so great. That's so great. Yeah. What are you going to give it, Tucker? I'm going to give it a three dominominate booze. Uh, three? Because. Wow. Geez. What justifies that score in your uh, mind, please? Elucidate. When Stanley throws the paper down on the one on good the couch, moment, that's, and, that's maybe a two and a half. Okay, well, I don't know that I've you gone below a three. You no, you've never done anything but a three. Oh. I've never. I've done more than a three Professor last week. Got a lot. Yeah, L. Peaselton makes an appearance, and that's why you're giving it such a high score. All right, you know what? You can't get enough. If I'm being honest, this is a. This is a two and two quarters stars. Two and two quarters stars. Yes. Yeah. For me, gets the I'll, extra I'll take that. two quarters stars for the paper throw. Yeah. <laughs> I think two quarter stars make a half, but okay. I, yeah, but we call, we do it all in quarters. It's. I'm giving this. I'm giving this ten quarter stars. Okay. Ten quarter stars? Wow. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. That's great. All right. Um, oh, so next week's episode. Yeah. What's it called? Madame Matilda. It's time for me to reach into my pouch and pull out my crystal ball. Into his pouch. Pouch. Okay. Here they are. <laughs> 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 next, next week Jeez. is called Jack's Navy Pal. Oh my yes. God. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Bring on the game. Bring uh, it on. <sighs> okay. God, I hope so. When Jack's Navy Pal shows up and turns out to be actually gay uh this throws mr roper into even more of a dizzy tip 
dizzy spin than he usually is in. Uh, and uh, tries to do everything he can to set up uh, Jack's friend to get kicked out of the apartment. Uh, that's that's my call. Okay. <laughs> okay. I like it. Yeah, with, with Janet and Chrissy doing overtime to uh, hide some crazy thing that the Navy buddy does to really come off gay. Yeah. Like, they, they he's in a play... And he plays a woman and he had they have to hide all his dresses. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And uh, they try to rope Mrs. Roper into helping them. <laughs> it's a great episode already. Yeah. That's by the way, a great episode. Yeah, I would love, I would to love see it. That. <laughs> uh, that's my all prediction. Right. We'll see how you do next week on an all-new episode. Oh, that was a nice try, though. That would have been a that would have been a great ending. All new episode of hers and hers and his. A three comedy podcast. No, no, no. no. <laughs> oh, Francie's here. Francie's Francie's commenting now. Great. Now we're ruined. Oh. We've got critics now. I would give um, That's you um, zero out negative zero out of ten stars. I will give you ten. Minutes. Break that down into quarters. Oh, please. I got Whoa. ten dominominate boos. <laughs> wow. She's pretty good to the quarters. No. All right. Okay, well, let's end this episode the same way we always do. <laughs> oh, okay, until hey, next can I, time. But oh. can I say something for real? I no. I oh, want to yeah. say that for real she can. to say thank you to the people who are listening and who are still listening at the end of this episode. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. And Thanks. just that listen all the time because that's really nice. Yeah. Because otherwise we're just doing this Gosh. for nothing. Just for our own selves. I wish I would yeah. have that idea. Uh, <laughs> I like doing <laughs> to say something real. Ah, <laughs> oh, I know. Well, do it. that's all I want to say. So, like we always say, right when we, uh, right when we uh, get the episode, uh, and until next time, <laughs> wrinkle release. <laughs> that's all I, got. Uh, okay. I don't know. What are you, I thought maybe we could all say no. something. We'll just, until next time, first thing that comes to your okay. mind. Okay. Until ready? okay, ready. Who's that coming to your door? Okay, right. Taking a step <laughs> 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 If I jump the gun, if I jump the gun. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. Bye. 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 Bye.